Hey, it's the D&D guy, back for episode 8. And today we're going to finish, finally finish, learn, learning how to play D&D and run down all these charts. So before we hop into this, I'd just like to say a few things. Uh, I'd like to thank you guys. You guys have been so great, like, always supporting, like, listening to everything. You guys have been really great. Also, I'd like to say, like, please, if you haven't already, tell your friends, tell your family, tell anyone you think you like the show, because I don't do anything else to advertise it, so that would be a big help. Uh, And uh, if you haven't already, uh, you can contact me at the D&D guy at gmail.com. No spaces, no capitals. If you forget, it'll be in the episode description. And yeah, let's hop into the episode. So, uh, if I remember, we left off where you can talk about trade goods. So, not all stuff in D&D is dealt with, like, money. Like, you don't always buy stuff with money. You can also, like, there's also different trade goods you might have that, uh, that are worth, like, an equivalent money. And instead of saying, I'll give you five gold pieces for, like, uh, this item, you could say... I give you. I'll give you one pound of silver for this item, and one pound because one pound of silver is equal to five gold pieces. And yeah, so the solar. I have a chart here, and I'll run down it, and I'll have the cost, uh, and the good. So it's gonna be like the cost of different trade goods you can buy or like sell. So uh. So one copper piece for one pound of wheat. Two copper pieces for one pound of flour or one chicken. Five copper pieces for one pound of salt. One silver piece for one pound of iron or one square yard of canvas. Five silver pieces for one pound of copper or one square yard of cotton cloth. One gold piece for one pound of ginger or one goat. Two gold pieces for one pound of cinnamon or pepper or one sheep. And then three gold pieces for one pound of cloves. Uh, cloves and or one pig uh five gold pieces for one pound of silver or one square yard of linen ten gold pieces for one square yard of silk or one cow uh 15 gold pieces for one pound of saffron or one ox 50 gold pieces for one pound of gold and 500 gold pieces for one pound of platinum so uh like when you're not like adventuring or doing stuff like you still need like when you're still even when you're playing D and D your character still needs basic necessities such as food, water, shelter, uh clothing, you need all that stuff and that costs money. So there's something called expenses and that's basically how much you have to pay every day for like to sustain yourself, to stay alive. So, like, there'll be different expenses for different things. So, the first one's lifestyle expenses, which is what I just said. Like, well, you need to pay every day to sustain yourself for, like, food, water, clothing, shelter. And, yeah, so this is, like, a simple way. So, if you could choose what lifestyle you're living at, and then you pay that, and then, like, you pay that much a day to live at that lifestyle. So, at the start of each week or month, you'll pay... You'll choose a lifestyle from uh, what I'm about to tell you. And then you pay that price to sustain that lifestyle. So uh, so the prices listed are per day. Uh, 
Mm, so like, so the prices I'm gonna tell you are gonna be per day. So it's not gonna. So it's gonna be this is why I have to pay every single day to maintain that lifestyle. Yeah. So your lifestyle might change for one period of time, like the next, depending if like, let's say I explore the big dungeon, I got a pile of cash, but now like the next adventure. I haven't, like, found an adventure, like, I'm not doing something for a few months, and, like, at first I'm living pretty well, but then as I cash dwindles, I'm not living as good. So, yeah, your lifestyle choices also have consequences. So, if you maintain a wealthy lifestyle, you might help, it might help make, like, it might help you make contacts with really powerful and rich people, but you might, like, have the risk of attracting thieves, because a thief will more likely rob someone who's, like, living a really high lifestyle because then they obviously have a lot of money than someone who's not living too well and is living a poor lifestyle because then they don't look like they have very much money. So, likewise, like, living really bad and, like, poorly, uh, like, criminals won't want, like, you have very low chance of attracting criminals, but you are very unlikely, like, but if you're, like, a really powerful noble and you see that and this guy comes up to you living on the streets as a beggar and he's, like, Oh, I'm a really, like, renowned adventurer, like, I'm really powerful, like, trying to make connections with powerful people, it's not gonna be as effective as if you, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they have different consequences, and so now I have a little chart, let me open my player's handbook, and, uh, I'm gonna run down those, uh, those seven lifestyles, and each, so I'm going to run down the lifestyle and then the price per day. Then I'm going to talk a bit about, like, the different lifestyles. So, wretched. So, if you live in a wretched lifestyle, it's, uh, no, you don't have to pay any money because a wretched lifestyle, like, you're living in inhumane conditions. Like, you're filthy, you have, you're homeless, you shelter wherever you can, you sneak in the barns, like, uh, and you basically rely on the good graces of people to, like, feed you and, like, keep you going. So you're basically a beggar. Uh, but a wretched lifestyle has, like, some dangers. It's, like, violence on the street. Uh, like, uh, like, violence on the street. Disease and hunger follow you wherever you go. And, like, other wretched people might take your armor, weapons, and other stuff that would represent a fortune to them so that they could get money to get out of the, like, a beggar. And you are beneath the nose of most people, so, like, it's very hard to, like, influence people, and, like, it's very... You don't have to pay any money, but in my experience, that's... It's just not worth it. Like, uh, so next, squalid. Squalid, uh, one silver piece a day, that's still not too much at all uh so you live in like a leaky stable mud floored hut outside town or like a vermin infested like barn you live in like the worst levens like you have the worst shelter uh so you have shelter but it's like really bad leaky uh you live in like a desperate and often violent environment like you also have very high risk of getting disease and you're almost always hungry and usually, like, you live in a misfortunate place. So you beneath the nose of most people, too. And, uh, and you have very few legal protections. So most people at this lifestyle have suffered, like, some terrible, like, setback. They've been, uh, they might have been disturbed, marked as exiles, or suffer, like, from disease. Uh, so they, like, they might be disturbed. 
So next is pour. So just so pour. Uh, it's two silver pieces a day, and pour like you have shelter and stuff like that, and like like you have simple food and lodging, threadbare clothes, and like unpredictable living conditions. Like, but they're sufficient. You can live on this stuff. But it's, like, you don't have any comfort. Like, you're not comfortable. Your clothes aren't comfortable. You don't have, like, you eat really bad taste in food. You're, like, how, you what you live is really leaky. Like, rain gets in. So it's not comfortable at all. It's a really unpleasant experience. So, like, your accommodations might be, like, a room in a flop house or in a common room, like, above a tavern, like, bad living conditions. So you benefit from uh, some legal protections, but you still have to contend with, like, violence, crime, and disease. And people at this lifestyle tend to be, un- like, they're usually, like, unskilled laborers, costume mongers, peddlers, thieves, mercenaries, and other, like, not very, like, well-paying job types. Well, if you think about it, like, all these jobs, like, unskilled laborers wouldn't be paid very much peddlers are they only get paid if like people like peddlers are like kind of traveling merchants or like traveling i always get is it either a traveling i think it's either a traveling salesman or like a traveling entertainer but those they only get paid if people like like their wares not they wouldn't i know i think they're a traveling entertainer yeah so they only get paid if people like like their entertainment Thieves they only get like they only get money if they steal stuff and mercenaries only get money if they're hired. Yeah. So mods like in my opinion, wretched, squalid and poor, it's not worth it. It's you don't pay much money or little to no money. But for like these it it's just not worth it in my opinion. But yeah. So modest. So, modest is, like, the medium lifestyle. Like, it's where most people, like, a lot of people are at. It's one gold piece a day. Uh, so, like, it keeps you out of the slums and ensures that you can maintain your equipment. You live in, like, an older part of town, renting, like, a room in a boarding house, in or temple. You don't own your own place. Uh, you don't go hungry or thirst. Uh, you don't get go hungry or thirsty. Uh, and your living conditions are clean, but they're really simple. So most people, like, live in uh, a moss lifestyle. And, like, because a lot of people, like, soldiers, uh, soldiers with families, laborers, students, priests, like, some really weak wizards, and, like, a lot of those. So most people live at the moss lifestyle. So three more lifestyles to go. So wretched, squalid, and poor were, like, the three lower-end lifestyles, and those modest, which is the middle. And now we're going to go on the three higher-end. So comfortable. Comfortable is two gold pieces a day. And so, like, uh, you can afford, like, nicer clothing. And you can easily maintain your equipment at a comfortable lifestyle. Like, you may have, a, like, a small cottage in, like, a middle-class neighborhood or, like, a private room in a, room in a fine inn. So you got, like, either some really fine, like, accommodations at an inn or, like, a small home. And, like, you are usually, like, a merchant, a skilled, like, tradesman, or a military officer. Like, that's usually people who live a comfortable lifestyle. So, two more. Wealthy. Uh, so, wealthy is four gold pieces a day. Uh, so, like, a wealthy lifestyle means living, like, a life of luxury. Uh, so, you might have achieved this through social status. Or you might have, like, some... Your father might have had, like, your parents might have had a lot of money... Like, so, or you might be, like, nobody or royalty. 
So, like, you live a lifestyle comparable to that of, like, a really successful merchant, a, a, a favored servant of royalty, because, like, uh, or, like, the owner of a few small businesses. So, like, not so, like, the really, so really successful people would live a wealthy lifestyle. And uh, you have, like, pretty, you have really good lodging, uh, like, usually, like, a pretty spacious big home or, like, or like a really comfortable suite at a fine inn and like you you also might have a and you also have a small staff of servants servants so one more this aerocristic 10 gold pieces a day minimum these are the rich this is like what the richest people in the world would live at so you live like a life of plenty and comfort you move in like circles populated by the most powerful people in the community uh, you have excellent lodging, perhaps, like, you probably have, like, maybe a townhouse or a big mansion in the finest part of town, or, or you have, like, the best room in the best inn in town, like, you dine at the best restaurants, you have the most fashionable tailor, you have servants attend to have your need, you have basically have everything, you receive invitations to social gowns of the rich and powerful, so, you're really, you can be really influential, like, it's a lot of money, but you can be really influential if you choose the aerocristic lifestyle, and you spend evenings in the company of, like, politicians, guild masters, like, really influential people, and, uh, but you must also, like, contend with, like, higher, like, thieves have a really high chance of choosing you to rob, uh, like, you might, like, a lot of other nobles might be, like, treacherous and, like, try to murder you for your power and money, uh, yeah, and the wealthier, the greater chance you will be drawn to, like, political intrigue as, like, a pawn or, like, a participant. So, yeah. So, there is a really good, uh, so for all these lifestyles, there's advantages and disadvantages. It's just, I would just lay them out. It's up to you guys to decide which one you think is best. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, for those lifestyles, I think, like, if you don't really care about, like, the advantages or disadvantages, like, modest lifestyle doesn't really have any disadvantages and doesn't really have any advantages. That's a good one if you don't, like, if you're just staying in a town for a few days. That's usually a good one if you're staying in an inn or, like, a place for a few days. Yeah. So, I'm going to talk about, like, food, drink, and lodging, like, if you're staying at, at lodging in an inn or if, like, you want to buy food or drink. Oh, so I have, like, a big chart here in my player's handbook. Let's open it up. And, uh... So, yeah, so first we're going to talk about, like, uh, so first, ale. So, ale is, like, kind of beer. And so, a gallon is two silver pieces, and a mug is four copper pieces. A banquet, a, a banquet for one person, like, foods, like, foods everywhere, like, basically an all-you-can-eat buffet of the finest foods for one person is, uh, ten gold pieces. So, a loaf of bread, two copper pieces. A hunk of cheese is one silver pieces. So, now I'm gonna, one silver piece. So, now I'm going to run down how much it is to stay in an inn for one night. Of, uh, like, how much it is for one day in an inn for each lifestyle, except wretched, because wretched doesn't stay in inns. Like, wretched, for wretched, you don't have to pay any money, so as soon as you're not staying in any place, because you're too poor, like, you're a beggar. Uh, so squalid, seven copper pieces. Poor, one silver piece. Modest, five silver pieces. So that's like modest would be like while you're staying overnight in an inn. Like if you just stay in a town you're traveling through. 
comfortable, eight silver pieces, wealthy, two gold pieces, elacristic, four gold pieces. Now we're gonna talk about meals. Like meals per day, wretched they're beggars, so like they beg for like food. So wretched won't be in this one as well. So squalid, three gold piece, three gold pieces, poor, six copper no, uh squalid three copper pieces. Six gold pieces wouldn't make sense at all. Squalid, six copper pieces, modest, three silver pieces, comfortable, five silver pieces, wealthy, uh eight silver pieces, elacristic two gold pieces, and now like a hunk of me if you wanna buy that. I don't know why you would. It's three silver pieces and a wine. So a common like a pitcher of wine is two silver pieces and a fine bottle of wine is ten gold pieces. But I have no idea why you'd spend ten gold pieces just to get a fine bottle of wine you that you can unless you like the richest adventure ever and walk in you could say like I'd like please bartender I'd like a fine bottle of wine for me and my party. Uh so now, yeah, so now we're going to talk about, uh, like, and also, um, I've been talking about, like, as soon as you're spending time in the town, like, doing other stuff, you're not, like, maintaining a lifestyle, uh, like, you're not, you want to pay for the lifestyle, you don't want to do anything to earn money. You can earn money and use that money, like, instead of gaining the money, you can, like, get that money, and that money just, the money you earn goes to support in a lifestyle. Uh, like, also in the wild, you might, you could sustain yourself beyond civilization by, like, hunting, forging, and, like, repairing your own gear. So, like, maintaining a lifestyle doesn't, uh, require you to spend any coin if you stay in a town or place, or, like, anywhere, but it's time-consuming. Uh, so if you spend your time between adventures, practice, and profession, you can like, uh, you can, like, eke out without spending any gold at the equivalent of a poor lifestyle, which, uh, that's actually pretty good if you don't want to spend any money and, like, because you're kind of practicing your profession and then in your spare time, um, and then in all your free time, like, working. So, proficiency in the survival skill, uh, yeah, uh, so, proficiency in the survival skill lets you live at the equivalent of a comfortable lifestyle when you're practicing a profession. Uh, but then, but that's assuming, like, you practice a profession. You can live at any lifestyle except aerochristic. I'd say, like, you can live at, like, uh, so, like, you can live at any lifestyle like, if not except aerochristic, because that's just actually yeah you could you can live at any lifestyle, but it's if you're like spending your time working like if you wanna like as I said if you wanna practice a profession or do something else and like work, you could be at like live at a poor lifestyle if you're proficient in a survival skill a comfortable lifestyle. And then, uh, usually, if you're, you can live at a, you can live at a, yeah, you can live at then, like, a, you can live at a comfortable lifestyle if you're just working and you're not, and if you're proficient in the survival skill, then you can work at, live at, like, a wealthier, elacristic lifestyle without spending any uh, money. 
So now we're going to talk about services and I'll break for halftime. So like you can pay people to do different things for you. So like like non-player characters like NCPs might assist you on different things. You can pay them to do different things. Like you basically hire them to do stuff for you. So like there's a lot of different people who might hire you. Like a wizard might pay a, car- a carpenter to construct like a re- elaborate chest. Uh, like for the use of this spell, it's called uh, Liaman's Secret Chest, where you need a chest for it. A fighter might like commission a blacksmith to forge a special sword. A bard might pay a tailor to make exquisite clothes, clothing for an upcoming performance, in front of like a duke. So you could like pay a lot of people to do different things. Uh, so other highlands might like provide more expert or dangerous services mercenary like you could pay mercenary soldiers to help like you take on like different enemies uh you could like hire sages to research different stuff for you uh yeah if like you establish a stronghold or some time like where you have stay between adventures you might want to pay like a whole staff of people to help you like servants stewards manual labors like stuff like that uh so yeah so yeah so like skills so there's two types so i'm gonna run down these but before i do it there's like hirelings and there's two types untrained hirelings are basically people that can do stuff that anyone could do like keep like they could do stuff that anyone could do like feed like animals like that means like take care of an animal like your horse, they take care of like a horse, like fit like uh sweep, like they could like sweep, like they could just like clean your house, like uh, run a message, yeah. Like a lot of stuff, just anything that, yeah, anyone that's an untrained hireling, stuff that anyone could do. And the skilled hireling is stuff that a person that can do stuff that only like people of a special skill could do like a mercenary an artist and a scribe and so on so uh so usually the skilled skilled hirelings will want more pay because they can do stuff that no one else can do uh and then like untrained hirelings are like hired for like manual labor and so they're like laborers porters maids and like similar workers so now I'm going to run down this chart I have, and it's going to have the service, the different services. It's going to have the service and the pay, and what pays. So, like, a coach or a cab. So they get, like, a coach or a cab. So between towns, that's three copper pieces a mile, and within a city, it's one copper piece. So a hireling. So if you hire a skilled hireling, it's two gold pieces per day, and an untrained hireling is two silver pieces per day. So a messenger is also to call, so a messenger, if you are a messenger, they go run a message or like tell different, like tell someone, like go run a message to somewhere, uh, is two copper pieces per mile. Like a road gate or toll, cause sometimes like you'll be a diff, like you have to pay to use a road or like go through a gate. It's one copper piece. That's usually at cities. And then a ship's passage, like they'll go on a ship, is one silver piece a mile. So let's break the halftime and uh, see you after. So remember last half, uh, the last.
Minecraft times, we started like running down uh, two different pantheons, the Forgotten Realms one and the one and the Greyhawk one. Uh, those are two different D&D worlds. So today we're going to run down the pantheons of Dragonlance and Iberium. Uh, those are no two D&D worlds. And uh, after we run down a few more pantheons, we're going to start talking about how to create your own pantheon if, if you want to make your own D&D world or something like that. So that's what I want to accomplish with this halftime series. So let's start. So for the Daddies of Dragonlance, there's going to be three main sections. The good gods, the neutral gods, and the evil gods. So of always I'm going to say the god or goddess and what they're the god or goddess of. Then I'm going to say the alignment. Uh, then I'm going to say the domain, the suggested domains. And then I'm going to say the symbol. Like the suggested domains is what if you're a cleric and you follow that god, what domain you should choose. Uh, we'll get into more of that probably when we start focus on creating a character. And now for the alignments, I'm just going to run down what the different alignments are pretty quick. So lawful good, it means you're good, but you also, like, you really believe in, like, a lawful, orderly, like, structure. Child good is you believe in, like, good, but also, like, a more freedom structure. It's the opposite. Like, child evil is, like, more freedom, like, evil structure. Lawful evil is more, like, like, lawful, orderly, evil-like society. And then neutral good is, like, you believe in, like, neutral, like, a neutral society, but more on the good end of neutral. And then neutral evils, you believe more on the, like, the evil end of neutral. And then neutral is just, you believe in just, like, neutral. Ne- like, just neutral. And there's also chaotic neutral. You believe in neutral, but, like, more freedom. And lawful neutral, you believe in, like, more, uh, f- like, more orderly neutral. So let's start by running down the gods of good for the Dragonlance, Dungeon Dragon's world. So Paladin, god of rulers and guardians. Lawful Good, War, Silver Triangle, Branchella, God of Music, Neutral Good, Light, Bard's Harp, Habakkuk, God of Animal, Life, and the Sea, Neutral Good, Nature, temp- and Nature and Tempest, Blue Bird, Kiri Jolius, God of Honor and War, uh, Lawful Good, War, Bison's Horns, uh, Magier, God of Meditation and Order, Lawful Good, Knowledge, Copper Spider, Mishako, Goddess, Goddess of Healing, Lawful Good, Knowledge and Life, Blue Infinity Sun, Solinary, God of Good Magic, Lawful Good, No Clerics Fall as God, and White Circle of Sphere. Now the Gods of Neutral, now the Neutral Gods. Gillian, God of Knowledge, Neutral, Knowledge, Open Book, Chislev, Goddess of Nature, Neutral, Nature, Feather, Riorix, God of Craft, Neutral, Knowledge, Forge and Hammer, Shinair, Goddess of Wealth and Trade, Neutral, Knowledge, Trickery, n- Knowledge and Trickery, Griffin's Win, Assyrian, God of Fire and Change, Neutral, Nature, Multicolored Fire, Zivilian, God of Wisdom, Neutral, Knowledge, a Great Green or Gold Tree, Lunatary, Goddess of Neutral Magic, Neutral, No Clerics Follow This Goddess, and Red Circle Sphere. And now the Gods of Evil, uh, Gods of Goddesses of Evil. So Tachesis, Tachesis, Goddess of Night and Hatred, Lawful Evil, Death, Black Crescent, Chemosh, God of the Undead, Lawful Evil, Death, Yellow Skull, Hidukul, God of Lies and Greed, 
Chaotic Evil, Trickery, Broken Merchant Scales, Morgion, God of Disease and Secrecy, Neutral Evil, Death, Hood with Two Eyes, Sergonas, God of Vengeance and Fire, Lawful Evil, War, Stylized Red Condor, Zebulon, Goddess of the Sea and Storms, Chaotic Evil, Tempest, Total Shell, and then finally Nutari, uh, God of Evil Magic, Lawful Evil, No Clerks Fall This God, and Black Circle Sphere. So now we're going to move on to the deities of Iberian. There's going to be three main groups too. Uh, the Sovereign Host, which is like a lot of good and neutral gods. Uh, and then uh, these are the ones that are, yeah. Uh, and then there's the Dark Six, which are the really e- the gods of really evil things. And like, yeah. And then there's the other, and then there's a few other faiths that are in any class. Uh, so this now I'm gonna run down the sovereign host, Oriwi, goddess of fertility, neutral good, life and nature, sheaf of wheat tied with green ribbon, Orion, god of law and knowledge, lawful neutral, knowledge open tomb, Balinor, god of beasts and the hunt, neutral. Life in Nature, Pair of Antlers, Bordry, a Goddess of Community and Home, Lawful Good, Life, Fire in a Stone Hearth, Dolorat, Goddess of Sunlight and Honor, Lawful Good, Light and War, Rise and Sun, Doldoran, God of Strength and Arms, Chata Good, War, Long Sword, Cross the Rose Shield, Dor Koran, no, Kol Quran, God of Trade and Wealth, Neutral, Trickery, Nine-Sided Gold Coin, Ordra, Goddess of Good Fortune, Neutral Good, Life and Trickery, Domino, uh, it's a domino. So, Onatar, God of Craft, Neutral Good, Knowledge, Cross Hammer and Tongs. Uh, so now the Dark Six, the Devourer. God of Nature's Wrath, Neutral Evil, Tempest, Bundle of Five Sharpened Bones, The Fury, Goddess of Wrath and Madness, Neutral Evil, War, Wind Rhyme with Woman's Head and Upper Body, uh, The Keeper, God of Greed and Death, Neutral Evil, Death, A Dragon's Shard Stone in the Shape of a Fang, The Mockery, God of Violence and Treachery, Neutral Evil, War, Five... Uh, five blood splatter tools, the shadow god of dark magic, chaotic evil, knowledge, obsidian tower, the traveler, deity of chaos and change. That means like it's not that deity's not like a male or female. Uh, uh, chaotic neutral, knowledge trickery, knowledge and trickery, four crossed rune inscribed bones. So now the these other faiths of Abraham. The Silver Flame, Deity of Protection and Good, Lawful Good, Life, and li- life, Light, and War, Flame Drawn on Silver or Molded from Silver, The Blood of Vol, Philosophy of uh, Immortality and, uh, and Undeath, Lawful Neutral, Death and, li- and Life, Stylized Dragon Skull on Red Teardrop Gen, uh, Cults of the Dragon Below, Deities of Madness, Neutral evil, trickery, var- varies. I guess these are like 
uh, like philosophy deities that symbolizes like a group of like kind of gods or goddesses that form this uh, the path of light, philosophy of light and self-improvement, lawful neutral, life and light, brilliant crystal, the undying court, eleven ancestors, um, that too would symbolize like a group of gods or goddesses, neutral good, knowledge and life, varies, uh, that like varies, when it says varies it means that since there's a group of them, uh, Actually, the philosophy, the philosophies, like the, the that when it says deities and then like eleven ancestors, that means it says very it varies. The symbol varies, uh, for each god or goddess in that group, and then the philosophy. It's not really a god or goddess. It's like just what the clerks believe in. And like I don't, I think I don't really play this world that much, but I think like the clerks. I think this is yeah. I think this is how it works like the clerks would like believe in this philosophy so much or it's like kind of not really god or gospel but it's like a kind of a kind of philosophy like really powerful like kind of philosophy like kind of yeah that they believe in and like they draw power from that i don't know yeah i need to research this more i mainly i've only played uh a beer the world of iberian a few times and i haven't ever played a cleric in the world of iberian so yeah so i'll do so the dying court 11 ancestors neutral good knowledge and life uh varies like the symbol varies for each uh different deity in that group the spirits of the past 11 ancestors charter good war varies so that's the end of our halftime. And so let's hop back into the episode. Uh, yeah, so we talked about normal services, but there's also some other services called spellcasting services. So sometimes you might want to pay a spellcaster to cast a certain spell for you. Uh, these spellcasters can be harder to find and they might cost more like if you hire someone to cast like really common spell like first or second level like really common spells it's usually not that much like like such first or second level spells such as kill wounds or identify uh it, it might cost like 10 to 50 gold pieces plus uh the cost of any materials for the spell yeah, and that's, like, easy enough to find people in, like, a city or town that, like, could do that. And finding someone able and willing to cast a higher level spell might involve, like, traveling to a large city. Or, like, perhaps, like, a really, like, a spell, like a wizard or, like, cleric university. Or, like, a really big temple. And then once found the spellcaster, instead of asking for money, because after that, like... If they're that well off of a wizard, they probably won't need or want money. They might ask you to do, like, a favor as payment that only adventurers can provide, such as retrieving, like, a rare magic item from a dangerous, like, place. Or, like, going through, like, a dangerous, play like, area to deliver a message uh, to, like, an important place. Uh, so, now... We got just one more chart, and it's the biggest ever. Okay, let me open my player's handbook. It's called the Trinkets chart, chart, and it's got a hundred items on it. 
So before we do it, like, ask, like, this is more like a table. Like, it's not where you could see, like, how much of these things cost. Trinkets is an option that when you create your character, you might, uh, like, when you create your character or, like, you find something or, like, you, I don't know, it might be, like, trinket, this trinkets table has, like, items that are kind of, like, mysterious. They might be in, like, dungeons. You might start with one you create your character. Yeah. And, like, the dungeon master might ask you to roll on the trinkets table. And whatever one you get is what one, you like, you start with or, like, you find. So, since there's 100 spots, you can't roll any normal dice because D&D dice only go up to 20. But, this is why sometimes, like, D&D dice sets, uh might come with two die tens like or they might come with just one die ten and you roll that twice because the term in the uh, hundred you roll like either two die tens or one die ten twice the first die ten or the first roll is like the ten slot so whatever number it is that's how many tens there is in the number so that's how i roll and the second like dice or uh roll would be like the one so that's why i roll two die tens the first one is a nine and the second one is a five that would be 95. so let's run down this chart and i don't know how long this will take but bear with me so trinkets so i'm not gonna say like the number like okay so i'll say the number so like a number one is a mummified goblin hand two piece of crystal that faintly glows in the moonlight these are like mysterious like abstract items that you might find three a gold coin minted in an unknown land four a diary written in a language you don't know five a brass ring that never tarnishes six an old chest piece made from glass seven a pair of knuckle bone dice each with a skull symbol on the side that would normally show six pipes Eight, a small idol depicting a nightmarish creature that gives you unsettling dreams when you sleep near it. Nine, a rope necklace uh, from which dangles four mummified elf fingers. Ten, the deed for a parcel of land in a realm unknown to you. Eleven, a one-ounce block made from an unknown material. Twelve, a small cloth doll so skewered with needles. Uh, Twelve. Uh, 13, a tooth from an unknown beast. 14, an enormous scale, like perhaps from a dragon. Like this is enormous, uh, yeah. Uh, 15, a bright green feather. 16, an old divitation card bearing your likeness. 17, a glass orb filled with moving smoke. 18, a one, a one pound egg with a bright red shell. 19, a pipe that blows bubbles. 20, a glass jar containing a weird bit of flesh floating in a uh, pickling fluid. Uh, 21, a tiny gnome-crafted music box that plays a song you dimly remember from your childhood. 22, a small wooden statue, a statuette of a smug halfling. Uh, 23, a brass orb etched with strange runes. 24, a multicolored stone disc. 25, a silver icon of a raven. 
26, a bag containing 47 humanoid teeth, one of which is rotten. Uh, that was 26. So 27, a shard of obsidian that always feels warm to the touch. 28, a dragon's bony talon hanging from a plain leather necklace. 29, a pair of old socks. 30, a blank book whose pages refuse to hold ink, chalk, graphite, or any other substance or marking. 31, a silver badge in the shape of a five-pointed star. 32, a knife that belonged to a relative. 33, a glass vial filled with nail clippings. 34, a rectangle metal device with two tiny metal cups on one end that throws sparks when wet. Uh, 35, a white sequined glove size for a human. 36, a vest with 100 tiny pockets. 37, a small weightless stone block. 38, a tiny sketch portrait of a goblin. 39, an empty glass vial that smells of perfume when opened. 40, a gemstone that looks like a lump of coal when examined by anyone but you. 41, a scrap of cloth from an old banner. 42, a ranking signa of a lost uh, legionnaire. 43, a tiny silver bell without a, cla- a clapper. Uh, that's like, you know, like a bell, like there's the outside and then inside there's this little thing when you shake it that then bounces along the outside, like, which makes a sound. That's a clapper. Uh, 44, a mechanical cannery inside a gnomish lamp. 45, a tiny chest curved to look like it has numerous feet on the bottom. Uh, 46, a dead sprite inside a clear glass bottle. 47, a metal can that has no opening but sounds as if it's filled with liquid, sand, spiders, or broken uh, or broken glass. When you like, you get this item, if you find it, either Dungeon Master would choose, or if you, uh, like, if you start with it, you choose which one it is. So, 48, a glass orb filled with water, in which swims a clockwork goldfish. 49, a silver spoon with an M engraved on the handle. 50, a whistle made from gold-colored wood. 51, a dead scarab beetle the size of your hand. 52, two toy soldiers, one with a missing hand. No one with a missing head. 53, a small box filled with different size buttons. 54, a candle that can't be lit. 55, a tiny cage with no door. 56, an old key. 57, an insufferable treasure map. 58, a help from a broken sword. 59, a rabbit's foot. 60, a glass eye. 61, a camo, a cameo carved in the likeness of a hideous person. Uh, 62, a silver skull the size of a coin. Uh, 63, an alabaster mask, 64, a pyramid of sticky black incense that smells very bad, 65, a nightcap that when worn gives you pleasant dreams, 66, a single cow trope made from bone, 67, a gold monocle frame without the lens, 68, a one-inch cube, each side painted a different color, 69, a crystal knob from a door, 70, a small packet filled with pink dust. 71. A fragment of a beautiful song written as musical notes on two pieces of parchment. 72. 
a silver teardrop earring made from a real teardrop. Uh, the shell 73, the shell of an egg painted with scenes of human misery in disturbing detail. 74, a fan that when unfolded shows a sleeping cat. 75, a set of bone pipes. 76, a four-leaf clover pressed inside a book discussing manners and etiquette. Uh, 77, a sheet of parchment upon which is drawn a complex mechanical contraption. 78, an ornament scabbard that fits no blade you have found so far. 79, an invitation to a party where a murder happened. 80, a bronze pentacle with an etching of a rat's head on in its center. 81, a purple handkerchief embroidered with the name of a powerful archmage. 82, half of a floor plan of a temple, castle, or like some other structure. If you find it, the dungeon master uh, chooses with which one, and if you start with it, you choose. Uh, 83, a bit of folded cloth that when unfolded turns into a stylish cap. 84, a recipe, a receipt of deposit at a bank in a far-flung city. Uh, 85, a diary with seven missing pages. 86, an empty uh, silver snuff box being a uh, barren inscription on the surface that says dreams. 87, an iron holy symbol devoted to an unknown god. 88, a book that tells the story of a legendary hero's rise and fall uh, with the last chapter missing. 89, a vial of dragon's blood, of dragon blood. 90, an ancient arrow of elven design. 91, a needle that never bends. 92, an ornate uh, brooch of dwarven design. 93, an empty wine bottle bearing a pretty label that says, The Wizard of Wine's Winery, Red Dragon Crush. 33422-W. Uh, 94, a mosaic tile with a multicolored gray surface. We're almost done this. 95, a petrified mouse. 96, a black pirate flag adorned with a dragon skull and crossbones. 97, a tiny mechanical crab, crab or spider that moves about when it's not being observed. 98, a glass jar containing a lard with a label that reads Griffin Grease. 99, a wooden box of a ceramic bottom that holds a living worm uh, with a head on each of its bodies. Uh, and finally, a hundred, a metal urn containing the ashes of a hero. And uh, so, whoa, that took like 10 minutes. That's the biggest chart I have. But, okay, I'd just like to say this. We are done learning how to play Dungeons and Dragons and run through all these charts. So... Uh, the D&D guy, the, the segment, How to Play Dungeons and Dragons, is officially over after seven episodes. Uh, so next week, we're going to start a new segment, and yeah. So before you go, the next week's segment will start it, and it'll be about, like, creating a character, and maybe it'll be about, like, We'll do a bunch of episodes, but we might, like, we'll do a few episodes on create a character, and then I'll run down, like, different episodes about, like, how to create, like, what's best for different, like, different classes and stuff. You'll, you'll see next week. 
so yeah if you haven't already uh you can contact me and ask me questions about dungeons and dragons at the dnd guy at gmail.com that's no spaces no capitals i have it in the episode description if you want to see it and yeah so i'll see you guys next week Thank you.